Hello and welcome to Potter Nims, a Harry Potter podcast about Wizarding World words. My name is Al, and I'm a giant nerd. With me is my co-host and brother. Hi, I'm Eric, and I'm not quite the Harry Potter geek or word nerd that Al is, so most of this will be new to me. Obviously, there will be spoilers. Each week, I'll choose a Wizarding World word and tell you all about why it is so awesome and clever. So whether you're like me and you know most of this already, or you're like me and most of this is a surprise, I hope you learn something that will add to your enjoyment of this phenomenal fantasy world. This time, I want to talk about phoenix. The phoenix. The phoenix. Okay. Yes. Most people should know what a phoenix is. I, I think so. Yes. Yes. Mythical creature. Mythical, mythical bird. Beautiful bird. Red, mm-hmm. orange, looking like fire. Has some connections mm-hmm. to fire, I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I'm curious if there are in- any unique things about a phoenix in the wizarding world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We will get to that. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> so, yes, as you said, very colorful, majestic bird. Um, very long-lived. They live at least 500 years, Ooh. usually. Um, and noted for their reincarnation abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a an old mythical creature in the real world. It was not created by J.K. Rowling for the Harry Potter series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not an original creature, but it's a very cool one. Yeah. In many, many versions of the, the myth of the phoenix say that uh, the way it reincarnates itself, so to speak, is that it burns up as it dies and then is reborn from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Although some myths say that it just dies naturally and decomposes and then is born again. But, uh, you know, that's not as... That's not as, not fun, as fun and, and definitely not as cinematic. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we I have seen throughout my life this kind of imagery mm-hmm. or metaphor of the phoenix used mm-hmm. a lot. Yes. Of just it's a like, common one. You know, connections to, you know, if you're in a really low place, you can be, you'll be reborn or mm. um, out of the ashes. You know, all these kind of metaphors that all kind of come from this phoenix rebirth thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's that's the more fun version and the more the more impactful version, perhaps, mm-hmm. and the version that Rowling uses in the Wizarding World. Yes, yes. I remember a specific <laughs> scene in Dumbledore's office. Mm, yes, in fact, yeah. <laughs> Harry comes and sees him one time on Burning Day. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> so I'm curious. Mm-hmm. So are phoenixes truly immortal or? Like, hmm. you said they live to be like 500 years. Is that just their version of old age? Or, um, hmm. you know, if they can keep being reborn, what kind of, right. what's the end of that? I mean, they basically are immortal. It depends on how you look at it. If you consider one who dies and is reborn to be the same exact creature uh-huh. or or another version of it. Uh-huh. Um, you know, each version of the of a phoenix lives about 500 plus years before it dies. So, you know, it was very lucky actually for Harry to see Fox on a burning day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That only usually happens every 500 years. Right. What's 500 (laughs) times 365? (laughs) Those are the odds. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, So it's almost like they're just cloning themselves indefinitely. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. Yeah, and the whole idea of, is this a new being or the same mm. being? Is this, right. 
the same what soul? What constitutes a, a being? Is it the soul? Right. Is it the body? Is it some combination? Is it yeah. memory? Right. It seems yeah. that the memory comes through. If, mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the term phoenix um, probably comes from the Greek phoenix or ponike, which probably meant griffin. May have meant palm tree, but <laughs> most people think griffin. <laughs> Slightly different there. Slightly different. Slightly different. Yeah. But you remember what a griffin was from the hippogriff episode? Yeah, a griffin was a combination of different animals. The head of an eagle mm -hmm. and body of a horse. That's the hippogriff. That's the hippogriff. So the griffin is head of an eagle body of a lion. A lion, okay. So you can kind of see where a phoenix could kind of look like it's a cousin to a griffin. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks sort of like an eagle, but, you know, a little larger, more the majesty of the of the lion, maybe. Okay, yeah. And it potentially also, um, the word could have originated from a word for um, a kind of a red dye, a purplish red dye. Or reddish purple, which you know is symbolic of the color of fire, makes sense for a phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, another root uh, potential uh, is the Phoenician civilization. Have you heard of the Phoenician civilization? I I, I have heard of, but mm -hmm. I don't know the story behind. <laughs> well, basically, there were an ancient civilization from around like twenty five hundred to around five hundred BCE. Um, in, they originated in what today is Lebanon, um, in the Middle East, and then spread all across the Mediterranean. They were big explorers and traders, mm. um, and facilitated a lot of exchange of culture in the region during that time. Mm. And, um, they, one of their most notable things that they traded was a, a purple dye. Okay. So, you know, Phoenix could have come from that, from that dye, from its coloring, from its exotic coloring, or, you know, from this connection with the Phoenicians. Okay. Hmm. So it's often uh, thought of as a symbol of the sun. Mm -hmm. uh, makes sense for bird that bursts into flame. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and is often depicted in, in paintings and carvings and things uh, with, with a halo. Or a nimbus, if you remember, oh. from our Nimbus 2000 episode. Mm -hmm. uh, that's often called a nimbus. Um, but perhaps the most famous uh, myth of the phoenix comes from Egypt. Um, it was written down by Herodotus uh, in the 5th century BCE. Um, but the Egyptians had this myth of a large red and gold bird with a beautiful song that lived like 500 years. And, and when it was ready to die, it built itself a nest of myrrh and aromatic spices and set it on fire, and was consumed by the flames and then reborn. Mm -hmm. Some versions say that the phoenix would actually build its nest on the altar at the Egyptian city of Heliopolis. Uh, and some say that after it was reborn, uh, the new phoenix would bring the ashes of its father, so to speak, to this city. Oh. Um, and Heliopolis literally means city of the sun. Wow. Helio is sun, polis is city in yeah. Greek. Okay. <laughs> hmm, that's yeah. an interesting myth. So it's, you know, a symbol of the sun, but also of immortality and resurrection, life after death. Yeah. It was often used on, on coins in ancient Rome, um, which is the eternal city. And there are also versions of a phoenix, uh, you know, not exactly the same, but a very similar creature in um, 
Persian and Chinese myth. So it's it's not exclusively to this Mediterranean region. It's uh, this type of bird exists in other cultures around the world. Okay. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder I wonder if, you know, that that was due to these Phoenicians exploring mm. and bringing mm-hmm. that myth to all corners of the globe or if it's yeah. more of a uh, a coincidence or oftentimes it seems that a lot of cultures around the world that don't seem to have any actual connection or interaction with each other have similar mm-hmm. stories because yeah. they kind of tie into this subconscious desire to know or to to feel uh, less afraid of death in this case mm-hmm. um, to yeah. say well here's here's a way that you know uh, here's an animal that can be reborn and so mm-hmm. you know you don't have to be as afraid about death yourself because maybe you can be reborn or as a metaphor for the afterlife and things like that yeah hmm. for things lasting for your legacy continuing yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it's probably a little of both that some of it was the spread around the Mediterranean, but then, you know, China, mm, that probably maybe was an independent uh um origin. Yeah. Yeah, or who knows, you know, maybe who knows? maybe there was way more interaction between cultures <laughs> that we just don't really know about. It's possible too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, in the wizarding world, um, phoenixes are about the size of a swan with red and gold feathers that kind of glow slightly mm. um, and very long tails that are, are hot to the touch. Oh, yes. That's interesting. So, I didn't that's know kind that. of a, a unique bit. Yes. Although maybe they can kind of control how hot they are exactly because, you know, several characters, Dumbledore and Harry, you know, grab onto the tail of a phoenix to to be transported away so um, uh, they can't be that hot okay um, but warm <laughs> hmm. or perhaps the phoenix can control it yeah interesting another do you remember any other abilities that the phoenix had in the wizarding world oh well right as you said that i'm remembering mm-hmm. um uh, tears mm-hmm. of a phoenix having yes. some sort of healing or restorative power Exactly. Yes. Um, they are very healing and can almost can bring you back from the very brink of death. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were used in uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets when Harry is bitten by the basilisk. Yes. Um, Fox comes and cries tears and, and heals him. Yeah. Um, this healing tears is not exclusive to the wizarding world. Okay. Um, it is does occur in some versions of the myths in the real world, mm. but it's more of an obscure ability. It's not front and center. So um, perhaps Rowling read about it and, and made it more prominent for her, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a very necessary yeah. plot point. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, Phoenix is, speaking of their power, um, they can be reborn even if they're killed by a killing curse. Um, they're immune to the basilisk stare, mm. oh. which that's the other thing that the Phoenix does in the Chamber of Secrets is it flies up and scratches out the eyes of the basilisk. So, oh, can't, yeah. so Harry can look at it without being petrified yeah. or killed. Um, and their song was is noted in many real world myths as being exceptionally beautiful, the song of a phoenix. Um, but in the wizarding world, it it has a little bit of power behind it. Huh. Um, the song can can increase courage in so called good people, and increase fear in so called 
bad people. Okay. So kind of a twist on the classic kind of war drums or something like that mm, that mm-hmm. pump up your side and freak out the opposite side. This right. is a much more beautiful version yes. of that. Exactly. Empowering, soothing yeah. kind of uh, song. Yeah. Yes. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. And um, in the Wizarding World, not only do phoenixes um, burst into flame when they die and be reborn, but they can do it um, as a way to disappear somewhere and reappear somewhere else. Oh. So they can kind of burst into flame, and and this happens several times in the books where Phoenix, uh, Fox, Dumbledore's um, Phoenix Fox, pops in and leaves a message. Or the other thing is that they can take anyone who's holding onto them with them when they disappear. Whoa. So this is how Dumbledore escapes a couple of times. He grabs onto Fox's tail and he bursts into flames and disappears. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So is this more of a, just like an invisibility thing or is it like they mm. can pop anywhere they want to when they It's do more this? like teleporting, I think, yeah. like apparating. Wow. Yes. Oh. So they're quite powerful birds. Very powerful <laughs> birds. Yeah. Yes. And actually, so powerful that their tail feathers uh, are one of the few things that can be used as the magical core in a wizard's wand. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Dumbledore's phoenix fox donated two tail feathers to be made into wands. And you know where those ended up? Whose wands they ended up in? <laughs> Voldemort and Harry? Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yes. Interesting. So yes. many connections to this so one. So many bird. connections, yes. Yeah. And uh Dumbledore named his anti Voldemort organization the Order of the Phoenix. Yes. You know, it's appropriate name for this group that was fighting someone who wanted to be immortal mm. um and rose from the ashes when he did to to fight again. Yeah. So to speak. <laughs> yeah, and the Order of the Phoenix is an interesting concept because it can mm. live on mm-hmm. as a as an organization, as a group, as a mentality. Yes, um, even if individual members are no longer around. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. and several of them do die. <laughs> yeah, but the organization continues. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. cool. Um, and actually, this is my last little thing that J.K. Rowling has said that the phoenix is her favorite magical creature. Okay. So not mm-hmm. even one that she created herself or mm-hmm. made up or anything like that. The phoenix is such a such a staple, such a great um, animal of mythology that she didn't really mm-hmm. have to do much at all, and it's still her favorite. Interesting. Mm-hmm. A great A great animal... A great creature in the wizarding world and beyond that has mm-hmm. a lot of powers and yeah. impressive powers I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's a pretty cool creature. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you agree and would like to learn more about other creatures in the wizarding world, as well as people and places and spells and all the other fun words we talk about here, be sure to subscribe to the Potter Nims podcast and share with any friends who you think might be into this kind of thing too and uh, give us a rating you can also check us out on facebook and instagram at potternims and if you want even more uh behind the scenes clips that didn't make the episode and quizzes and uh, and wallpapers and all kinds of fun things you can head over to patreon.com slash potternims and and support the podcast there um we'd love to have you 
You can also find Potter Nims now in visual format on YouTube. So search for Potter Nims and find our animated episodes. Mm-hmm. And little clips from them. Yeah. If you want shorter bites of, of content. <laughs> yes, little tidbits of Potter Nims. Well, um, until next time, I'm Al. I'm Eric. And this has been Potter Nims. Potter Nims.